And welcome back to our next episode of the Fit for Loop podcast, joined by my faithful cohort, Tony, as always. And today we are super excited to have Mr. Rex McIntosh joining us from CrossFit. How are you? Good, sirs. I'm great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm a little upset that you did not and, introduce and I, and you get And you get my, get my daughter poking into uh, <laughs> the podcast at the, the thing. Here. Kids are always there. welcome. Oh, kids and dogs. Yeah, it's a podcast, dude. Oh, Get, like, speak on, please. <laughs> no, you can jump Amazing. out and put it on the microphone. Amazing. It's fine. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the, good news is, the good news is, is that we're all authentic here. I, I much more appreciate also when the dogs or the cats come through the episodes. Yeah, like yeah. that's my dog. My dog looks like a rat, though, so it's a little bit scary. It's all right. Listen, all dogs. All dogs are dogs, and yeah, that's right. Some cats are, are even dogs. So. We'll go with it. But I'm, I'm a little bummed that Melissa did not introduce you as, as Sexy Rexy, the Portuguese playboy, but I guess we'll keep that as an internal This is, this is our first me. meeting, so I thought yeah, I'd just, yeah, that, you know, that I did did get that on your intro email. I'm like, I don't know. This is my first time meeting Rex. Let's just, let's keep it nice. It's all good. This is all good. Don't worry. Rex is- One of us has to be professional, Tony. One of us. That's not me. We know that to be true. So I'll, I'll do right. my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> Sweet. Um, well, good. So, ladies and gentlemen, everybody meet Rex. I will we'll not call him Sexy Rexy, the Portuguese playboy, because I also know his family very well, and I would not want to be in trouble with them. So, um, be okay with it. She, I'm sure she that's, would be. That's what's in that's what's in the phone is is, is Sexy Rexy. So, and I've lived with that nickname for Listen, many many years. I do know how it's you just... guys met. So there is a little bit of some some playboyishness in there. I mean, I think that story is kind of cool. Maybe we'll maybe touch on that one. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe not. Maybe another maybe another episode. Um, very excited to have you on here though. For those of you guys who don't know who Rex is, um, he's kind of one of the most fascinating people in CrossFit that you've probably never heard of. Um, and I think that for that reason alone, we wanted to bring him on the podcast, although he was a little bit reluctant because he was like, I don't really do this, but we're bringing him into the light because he's also going to be representing the well, hopefully, if we can convince him into it, the celebrity athlete in next year's Big Fish fundraiser. But I guess maybe I let the cat out of the bag too soon. But now the pressure's on, Rex. Yeah. You better keep posting those CrossFit videos because I know what you're training for now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the uh, that exactly. So that was the, the the reason for posting that CrossFit video is uh, I texted Tosh the, the day after this last Big Fish Foundation fundraiser, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm committing to the universe and to you publicly, like that that I'm in for next year." um so now i guess it's like committed committed and i can't i can't back out but uh, I love it. I yeah love it. so yeah that's the plan sweet uh we'll probably get into that in a little bit because i do want to talk about yeah. your involvement and your enrollment with big fish but i think maybe for everybody listening to this because obviously the bulk of them are crossfitters and crossfit yep. owners particularly maybe you just tell them who you are that's the hardest thing i know i'm terrible at telling yeah. everybody who i am i'm like i just tony Right. But like, I guess give everybody the, the background title to what you are. And then I'll tell everybody what I think Rex is. Cause that's okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so officially I, um, am senior director for strategy within the, uh, education team, um, at, at CrossFit. So, uh, unofficially I, I, I play a, a number of different roles and, and worked, uh, quite closely with Nicole for, for many years, um, post acquisition um uh and then now working with dave um on that uh, uh on that edu team education and training team um not a long time crossfitter so i um i've i've only been in this space for a couple of years 
um, pretty much since post-acquisition and, and getting involved with, uh, with Nicole. Um, I dabbled with CrossFit back in the early 2000s when I was, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. And, and uh, you know, you get these stories of people that are like, oh, I tried CrossFit and it kicked my ass. And I was like hooked. So I tried CrossFit and it kicked my ass. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And so, Same thing. Um, so, I, so I, knew, I knew about it. And, I, and I've been following uh, the CrossFit world for, for a long, long time. Um, and been very interested in it, you know, and just frankly, it was one of these things that was super intimidating. Um, uh, and so I only started really getting into it when I started working for CrossFit back in um, uh, uh, a couple of years back. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Is that good enough? You want more background? I mean, on me? I was, yeah, I was... You kind of nailed it. It's like you, you, you've now gotten this new title that you have practiced a lot. So I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think the title is pretty much like doesn't mean I don't I don't particularly like I don't spend lots of cycles on my LinkedIn profile or worrying about like what my title is or any of that kind of kind of thing. I just, you know, I, I see it as like I, I, I play this uh, I play this integrator role in the in the background for for uh, HQ within the education team in particular, um, with that as my focus and and uh, just try to just try to help connect various different pieces and people together to to you know make the things happen that we want to we want to advance within the, sure. the HQ side of the house. For everybody listening, I'll put it into layman's terms. <laughs> Rex actually does. He's not only just a Portuguese sunbird who has left America and has now found himself fortunately in the good graces of the sunshine coast of Portugal. But if you guys have ever taken probably any number of the SME courses or the preferred courses as they became to be called and, and as they go into other iterations, there's a good chance that the person that you came in contact with in the seminar was also in relation to, to, to Rex. And Rex is basically the handler for all those things that we know to be the fun parts of CrossFit, which is all the training environments and programs. And he handles all of those personalities really, really, really well. Um, and so that's really what you guys probably need to know is that if there was a course that you knew and loved, Rex is probably very instrumental in making sure that course is a success and continues to run um, and is continuing to reach as many people as possible. That's my opinion as to what Rex does. He doesn't just hang out on the other coast. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hang out much. I, I would, I would argue there's some really badass people that are not Rex that are making sure all that, all that stuff. There is. Happens. Maybe we'll drag them um, on here too. But you yeah, were just the yeah, first one that I got to pull out of the, out of the, the, yeah, the gopher sure. hole, so to speak. I was like, we're pulling Rex on here. Uh, but no, I think that one of the things that I don't think a lot of people understand, and I, it's really what I wanted to bring you on here was. How much work goes into the day-to-day -day of, of making HQ a success? And I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, we, we, this could be a 72-hour podcast for sure, but um, we all know on, on the user end of things what it's like to, to show up and to take a seminar and to love it and to appreciate it and to, you know, have really ultimately effectively had our life change because of it and then go forth and try to change the world. And so I think for many people, it's very obvious that, you know, a coach flew in for it and, and they're giving their time to it and, and they're, they're obviously making some money from it, but the, the sheer logistics that go into that first and foremost yeah. are, are massive. Uh, and then truly the vetting process and the reinforcement of the quality of those products that relatively run at a satellite level to not only HQ, but otherwise, um, I think, is, is very, very overwhelming if you didn't realize it was there. And, you know, obviously having spent time on both sides of it as, a, as the person who's done it for over 10 years and then 
you know, have also taken many of those courses. It is a ton of work. And that was one of the reasons yeah. I wanted to bring you on here was to be like, just understand the amount of work that goes into that. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think it's, uh, it's CrossFit's this crazy, it's this crazy world, right? Like you have these, um, uh, you have these micro ecosystems that, that exist at, at the affiliate level um, that layer into, you know, broader kind of regional areas, the folks that are in within a particular city or wherever that's at, and then it layers up to country and it goes, goes beyond. But I mean, you, you talk who's involved in this is millions and millions of people that are in this CrossFit sphere, right? And, and it's, you know, 12,000 plus affiliates around the world, um, you know, 100 plus countries, um, it's just, it's just this universal, universally applicable thing, right? Um, to deliver that massive gargantuan machine, uh, is a huge scale. So just, just some quick numbers. So, so, uh, there's 110,000 active CrossFit coaches, 110,000 CrossFit coaches around the globe, right? Um, uh, so that's people that have an active level one or higher credential. There's well over 300,000 people that have at some point or another been, been active in the coaching world. Every single one of them had to go through one of these seminars, yeah. right? Um, and they went through these seminars a, a, around the world. Um, and we had this team of 200 incredible seminar staff that the red shirts that get out there and are, and are you know, these, these missionaries, these ambassadors of, of CrossFit that are delivering level ones, level twos. You've got the, 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 the various different specialty seminars that you were talking about that are just um, out there doing the same and, and just everybody's trying to service this community. But every single weekend, we're delivering 25 plus seminars um, around the world globally, right? And so you have teams that are making sure that we're moving folks and getting folks in. Uh, the inevitable, if you've traveled individually, right, you know, things go wrong, right? So when you've got, when you've got 50 to 100 people traveling in a given weekend, a lot of things are going wrong. And so you've got people that are, that are responding and making sure that's happening. You've got, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are attending these things. Um, and, uh, and all the backend machinery to just make sure that it, that it happens. And, you know, the level one from its original er iteration of Greg presenting this thing, and then, and then somebody being like, we should, we should figure out how to document this so that we can scale it. Right. <laughs> and people sitting in the back and like copying his notes. We should, then we should professionalize this thing. Yeah. We should, we should turn this thing into something that we could like teach others to deliver. Right. And, and, and get after like the evolution of the level one has never stopped, right? No. It's this thing that if you take the level one at various different points in time, like it's gone through evolutions and improvements. And the reason it does that is because you again have these, these um, incredible support teams that are, that are um, taking feedback every single weekend, um, actioning that feedback, improving based off that feedback and figuring out what we can do to, to make this thing better, right? And so there is just this massive machine that that has some just incredibly dedicated people that that have devoted their life to making sure that this machine runs, um, and it uh, and it touches lives every single weekend. Right, we're out, we're out there at level ones, level twos, uh, doing this thing, and and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's some truly incredible people in that in that Rolodex of support team that makes this thing happen. I mean, totally. It's funny because, you know, a lot of them I've had decades now of communication via email with and stuff like that. And like, aside from like running into it, the games every once in a while or like, 
you know, sort of like passing by a pseudo sip of a beer, be like, I gotta go now, right? Like, you know, you don't yeah. even really see each other. But I think one of the things that always comes up for me centrally, or at least did when, when I was doing the seminar so much more, was that um, as a seminar instructor, you have this, at least I had this unwavering belief in the product that was CrossFit, right? And I think that a lot of times people sit in that room I don't think that they doubt that that is in fact true, but I think that sometimes they might be suspect as to whether or not like, is that authentic or is it like, is it just a paid sort of partnership that you kind of have where you're like, yeah, of course you love CrossFit because like you're, yeah, it's scratching your back, right? But like for me personally, one of the easiest ways for me to always believe in CrossFit was that once you got past, like, I guess we'll call it like the first tier of the personalized CrossFit and you got to see like all the people like yourself back there who like, truly love and believe in the product even more so than like even just like the 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 messaging and the methodology and like you know we'll call it the word salad or the fluff that everybody loves to recite but like you guys are the ones who are like picking up and making sure the cogs are running together and like love what you do and that was one of the reasons i wanted to bring like you and other people like yourself on this podcast is like crossfit is in really, really good hands because there's many, many more hands than you could even possibly conceive of making sure yeah. that it stays in good hands. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more, right? So I, I didn't get into any of my other background when I was when I was going through this, but um, so I was in the Marine Corps early, early career out of college. Um, and then after the Marine Corps, I, I went into kind of consulting via a military hiring program. I did consulting for five years and so saw a lot of different companies, a lot of different things, a lot of, a lot of oil and gas space. I worked for an oil and gas company, uh, energy company for, for a long time. Um, and, you know, you always have outside of the Marine Corps, like where you, you know, you had a mission and you believed in something and, you, were, you know, getting after it. Every other place that I worked had people that were there because this is a job, right? Like it was, it was a thing that I was doing and, and it was, it was putting food on the table and yeah, there was some connection to like what we're doing as far as the, the, the job where that's at. That's, that's not what is the case at headquarters at CrossFit. Right. It's not what's, it's the same passion yeah. that's driving affiliate owners, the same passion that's driving coaches, the same passion that's driving all these people in this ecosystem to, to, yeah, people are trying to make a living, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? There's such a small list of things in this world that are like unabashedly positive and good yeah. and, and, and you know, level up people um, without an ulterior motive. CrossFit's one of those things, right? Like when you sit there and you, you say, hey, man, like if I'm delivering this thing and it will make your life better on so many different dimensions, it will make your life better. And, and the people that are behind the scenes have been in this game for a really long time. They are so absolutely passionate about it. And through the ups and downs and the drama and the headlines and the names and the all that other stuff, like <clears throat> these, these folks are, are just steady and incredible and just keep pushing this forward because it, it's just good. Yeah. Like, it's just one of these things that you can get behind and believe in. And there's, you know, there's not some like hidden motive in terms of, <laughs> in terms of why we were, 
we're yeah. telling you to try out CrossFit. Like it, this shit just is good. And I, I actually, I don't know if I can cuss my mom here. I'm sorry. You can, you can I, let it out because it's fucking okay. I'm around here. All so. right, all right. Well, that's it. My wife always tells me I need to like tone it. No, I'm the worst at that. I try to, I try to keep it under control, but I'm bad at it. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I, I think that the, 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 the passion that the people that run this machine bring the passion to the, the, the red shirts that are out there delivering this thing every single weekend. It, it's the same passion that, that affiliate owners bring and coaches bring to the, the sessions that they're, they're delivering every single day. Right. And, and it's because you're doing something that's, that's, that's leveling people up. It's cool. It's really, really cool. And I mean, truly, honestly, I could end the podcast right there. Right. And like that is kind of, is kind of culminating to really what was the hope of bringing you on the podcast is that, that people see, like, it's like, here's the thing. Everybody knows the figureheads, right? Everybody knows Nicole, yeah. you know, Dave for very good reason. And they, you know, they obviously know the Greg and they know this and they got some Savannisms in there and stuff like that. And like, yeah. those people are very much big personalities and they have to be, and thank God that they are who they are because they're great. Yeah. But like to know that, you know, it's not just them. It's these, these mm. you know, people that are pushing this thing forward and trying to thrust this thing on. Like it literally infiltrates every level of the organization. And, and yes. I think that that part is very cool. And, and I get to experience it. Being on the inner circle, I guess, is kind of nice because you get to be like, I can sleep at night knowing this thing is good. When you're on the outside, you know, I don't know as though everybody really knows that. And so one of the things that we always wanted to do was to give light to more people like yourself who like, so people could be like, man, it's like, because Rex doesn't even benefit, you know, you know, from a fame perspective, otherwise, I mean, he deserves to be famous, everybody, but nah, he doesn't even, he doesn't I have even, no desire to be famous. I'm just kidding, Rex, <laughs> we know he's a man of many, many humble talents, but, you know, I think that just letting people see that other people care about this thing as much as they do, because I think that ends up, what ends up happening is everything is good until it's not good, and then everybody starts pointing fingers around at things, right, and so, like, a lot of times, you know, in the outside, people in the affiliate space or otherwise, they get very confused as to like, what is HQ doing to support me? And that's one of the things I want to talk about on here. I'm like, if you guys only really knew, truly knew what goes into even just maintaining the status quo that you guys just get to take for granted, I think that a lot of people would be like, oh, that this is a lot. Because I think that they just realize they think that like, you know, we put up a website for like open scores every year and then everybody complains about the standards and then... You know, when you're ex when you expire, you go take a new L1 and L2. Like, there's not much more to it than that. Like, they just got to be rolling in the dome. Like, there's so many people it takes to run this show, and they're yeah. like, oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it, it it takes a it takes an army right of of folks to to make this thing run. But um, you know, I, I want I want to touch on something you were, you were just talking about because because it, it is it's like yeah, you need to understand a little bit of of. The, the people behind the scenes are, are passionate and have your best interests in mind, but we can do a better job. I mean, if I'm just being straight, straightforward here, yeah. like headquarters can do a better job. You think about what we're, what we've embarked on as this great CrossFit thing, right? Well, there's, there's the brand name needs to mean something and it needs to mean something broadly to a lot of different folks. So the people, when they hear the word CrossFit, it means the thing that we want it to mean in the same way that when you hear what McDonald's is or, or Tesla or any, like it means as soon as I said those words, it meant something to you. Right. So, okay. So CrossFit, the brand has to mean something. We want it to mean the, the, the real thing, not like the real thing that matters to the day-to-day -day <laughs> affiliate owner 
is what we want people registering in their heads, yeah. not necessarily, you know, some of the tangents that have, that have gone on along, along the way. And so we as headquarters have a responsibility for making sure that it means the thing that matters to affiliate owners and the others. And then it's a two-sided story here, right? Like there's, there, we're, in, we're in this partner, it's, it's like a partnership together, yeah. right? Um, where, you, where you sit there and it's like, hey, CrossFit headquarters has this responsibility to ensure that the brand is strong and it's, and it's driving people into doing this thing called CrossFit. Regular people, not necessarily, you know, like the, the, the games or any of that side of the house, but like just regular people doing this thing called CrossFit. And then when they walk through the doors of that affiliate, they're getting the experience mm. that they were promised by headquarters. So we can do a better job around the brand and the story and what we're trying to tell there. And we've done an awesome, awesome job in the past. And things have gone like, you know, you think about why CrossFit grew is because it was just mm. this amazing brand machine, right? Like kudos and hats off to all that crew that built this thing up. They just told incredible stories over That's and right. over and over again. Right. And that's what it's about. It's about telling these incredible stories over and over and over again. And you do that. And then when somebody walks through the door, that's the promise over here. When somebody walks through the door of that affiliate, they need to realize the promise. So if I'm sitting there and I'm saying, hey, this is what McDonald's is. And then I walk through and it's it's just a coffee shop. Mm. Right. And there's no burgers. Like, what? wait a minute. <laughs> I was promised burgers. Right. <laughs> Why am yeah. I only getting coffee? Right. Sure. And so it's this two-sided thing that needs to that needs to be back and forth. But I do think we can and should, and and frankly, there's a lot of people spending cycles around how we do this great job of telling the stories that get people into the doors of affiliates, that get people trying this thing called CrossFit, that get people doing this thing. Because once you start doing it, right, and actually in a great environment, once you start doing it, like you do it. You know, I mean, I was, I was dabbling with it in my home garage, right. but it was only when I got here and, and made the move to Portugal last year and joined, you know, CrossFit Black Edition, which, you know, shout out to those guys. They're awesome. I love my local affiliate. Like the, one of the best parts of my day is going into the doors of that affiliate every day, every morning. Um, and, and just experiencing, you know, what this thing can be. Um, so yeah, anyway, sorry, that was a bit long-winded. No, I, I think it's an important diatribe and, and thank you for the honesty. So I don't have to be the one who'd be like, you guys could do a better job. Although that would have probably definitely come up um, at some point, maybe <laughs> so bold because I do love all of you guys. But you know, the thing that, I, so there's a couple of things in there you said that I do want to touch on, particularly the partnership one. But I also think that, you know, it's it's worth representing on the tail end of, of that conversation from you is I think personally, and this is just my opinion, but Cross is very much in a coming of age era, right? Where it's, yeah. you know, in, in what we've experienced in the past. And, and those, those of you that are listening, if you've been around for, let's just call it more than 10 years, like, man, you have lived through some generations, right? Like you have lived yeah. through like complete and total like life cycles of, of the thing. But one thing above all things that CrossFit did probably better than almost any other brand on the planet was Greg's ability to perpetuate a just cause, right? And, and a lot of that was around his ability to, you know, antagonize or incite and, and, and take the fight to the people who needed the fight to go to. And then a lot of, a lot of us to rally behind it. And what you got to see, I guess, is for those of you guys who are newer in this thing, is that all of us that survived through the eras of like, what is CrossFit? Like, what are you guys doing in those back corners? And so then it became mainstream, then it became like super mainstream. And then it became like, 
sort of pseudo mainstream and then it kind of went back in and so it's gone through all these iterations which i think are are you know when you're in them you don't realize them until you get on the backside of them and you look back you're like what the fuck was that thing but yeah. i guess my point in bringing all that up is that now we get in this generation where not only did cross it build a such, do such a good job building that just cause that like you got to see the, the true power of a just cause when you know let's call it the 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 uh, you know the earthquake happened right and you, so you watched all of us right really everybody you know effectively support the just cause even at potentially the expense of the person who might have been otherwise perpetuating that just cause right and, like that's the pure power of an organization and I think you know Greg's response to that and everything that happened was probably absolutely perfect because his thing was like it's bigger than me now. It's got to go. And let's just see what, you know, like, cause at some point, you know, the kid leaves the house. Right. And I think that yeah. that's really what ended up happening is that like, we got off from underneath the veil uh, of dad, so to speak. And now we're all in the real world. We're like, Oh, and it has been a mess. Right. It's just like when you're, you're like, I don't have to go to class anymore. Like college is awesome. Like I can just get drunk and throw up anywhere I want. Like I can eat cake right. for breakfast. Like there's no more, there's no more anything really there. And like, you know, we, we went through a lot of different, like the last, I don't know, I'll call it the last three years really, because it's really what it's been is in like 10 years of like turnover. But all that said, comical as it all was and questionable through some of those times from being honest, we're just like, you know, the whole company truly was built. And I don't know, I think you and I did talk about this, like was to protect the affiliate model. And one of those things was like, does it got to be protected from like, CrossFit from HQ, right? Because like, is that in the crosshairs? And like, then the dust started to settle, and, you know, and Nicole got to get a bigger voice and, you know, and, and, and all those things started happening. Don started, he gets involved and like things started, the, the bricks started to kind of fall into place. And then I think personally, although there's a lot of work to be done, you know, it, we definitely are in like those postgraduate years now where it's like, okay, what's the career, right? And I think that all of you guys are focused on that task, if that makes sense. Yeah, to totally. And I think if you look at like, um, Don's got several different um, videos that are out where he's talking about priorities for the company and where that's at. And those are worth spending some cycles uh, if you're an affiliate owner, just understanding the mindset of, you know, the CEO of this thing and where it's at. But really, we see ourselves in the long haul, we see ourselves as, you know, uh, the center of a very broad and diverse ecosystem, right? It doesn't mean we don't see ourselves as the person that's doing and controlling everything, right? right. But I think, I think if you, if you, if you contemplate, like, what is the role of a strong center in a diverse ecosystem, there's certain things that, that they should be doing. And, and, um, and building some capability and capacity around that allows for the rest of the ecosystem to flourish and, and thrive. And I think in the absence of a strong center that's that's doing certain things, you get lots of other... Um, uh, Splinter cells. Uh, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a... Uh, I'm not going to go down a random rabbit hole. I'm like a super history nerd and, and Same team. Buff, let it rip. yeah. So no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to avoid <laughs> doing that. My wife, my wife, doing, what are you doing? So, but yes, <laughs> splinter cells, right. For lack of a better word, but you know, you think about it as, uh, you think about it as the fragment, the fragmentation of the Roman empire, yeah. right? Okay. The Roman empire is this strong entity that allowed for this flourishing of tons and tons of different cultures and things underneath the umbrella of the empire when the empire fragmented, right, and was no longer strong and, and was missing certain key pieces, what ends up happening is it just splinters into a hundred 
a thousand different different pieces and 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 it goes in a hundred thousand different directions and i think at, at, at the end of the day what we want is we want us all generally moving in the same direction right yeah. nicole talks about this so beautifully where it's like there's this north star and we're this flotilla of 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 ships that are that are all kind of sailing in the direction of that north star and the last thing we want is everybody peeling off and getting lost and and floundering and, and along the way and and not not um not kind of staying together on that on that path it doesn't mean we all have to do things exactly the same way it doesn't mean that that crossfit headquarters is the center of this thing dictating yeah. a whole bunch of stuff it, it absolutely does not mean that right there's yeah. no there's no future where we're we're this like strong uh, autocratic you must do things xyz way like that's not a path that we're that we're moving down um, but we are moving into a world where, you know, like, let's, let's acknowledge our responsibilities to each other. Mm. Right. So, I mean, even, even just a, a, a affiliate owner, right. Uh, you know, I talk to, I talk to affiliate owners and I, and I go through and I, I always ask the question, I'm like, Hey, what's your relationship like with, with the other affiliate owners in your, in your area? Right. And generally, right. What is the response you get back? It's like, well, oh, guys. well, I don't know, you know? <laughs> If we talk, it's it's once you know, and you're just like, man, we're all in this together, right? And you sit there, and it's like, even in a town of a hundred thousand people, there's tons of space, and there's tons of capacity for lots of thriving affiliates, yeah. right? Because because an affiliate can only it can only handle so many people, right? Mm -hmm. And do that and do that well, and you can get big. There's examples of, of big affiliates, but even a big affiliate. It's still only handling a small number of the people in these spaces, right. um, but we act as if we're we're independent and loosely affiliated with one another. Well, it's like, damn, you know, because the other thing that that I get from affiliate owners is it's like, well, what is your number one problem? They're like, I struggle to find coaches, right? <laughs> and, and I struggle to find and I struggle to find you know good high quality coaches, and I'm like, okay, you're struggling here. This person over here that's uh, you know a couple miles away is also struggling with that same thing. Another person that's a couple miles away from there is struggling with the same same problems. Like there's ways that you know if we we figured out how to cooperate and work with each other and collaborate with each other, you could be like, man, like I've got a shortfall for my 8 a.m. class. Any of you guys got somebody that can cover this right. and and get me get me some you know expanding our net beyond like our our own small world. Yeah. into like helping solve some of our problems more broadly is something sure. that i would love for us as a community to, to start working towards right yeah. and 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 as we think about the kind of stuff at hq that we're we're trying to put in in place like the challenge is always when you when you want to do something you you can't just be like okay well we can do that one thing and, and we only have to worry about is it going to impact this space right here we got to think about global impact right if we're going to do something, we're talking about making changes to a system. We're talking about making changes to a structure. We're talking about making, you know, systematic changes that that impact lots and lots of different people. And and that always it can be a little paralyzing sometimes for us to to go down that because you're just like, well, I don't know. So we just we pause on certain things or we're slow on certain things because we're just trying to make sure we don't we don't screw it up, right? But but. Uh, I think there's work that can be done on all sides here on, 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 that, on that piece. No doubt about it. Um, you know, so I guess that brings us back to the word partnership. And yeah. I think that's an important sort of reframe of the conversation. 
I don't want to spend a ton of time with this whole podcast about what I think to be the problems of like the affiliate model in sometimes, but I, I really want to spend a lot of time talking about, you know, the things that are uniquely Rex's in your solutions, these things, but particularly as it applies to this partnership conversation, I think this is really where a lot of things go wrong because one of the biggest problems that's affecting the affiliate landscape in general is this, this sort of, uh, uh, scarcity mindset right and yes we're really totally. kind of spurs this whole sort of like zero-sum game it's actually the post it didn't go out today so whatever now you get to say that rex promoted it but it'll go out i think tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> to think that you know the affiliate owners tend to look at business as like the zero-sum game if like if a, if a cross-sitter is there they're not here therefore they have won and i have lost but that is not at all That's how right. business works in any shape or form let alone in the affiliate landscape and so that's i think one big part of the thing but because of that scarcity mindset, what ends up happening, um, just like anything in scarcity, is that, you know, instead of being in a partnership where we think about what do I give and, and also what do I receive, the conversation right. becomes largely skewed into what do I receive, right? And, and yes. so, yeah. you know, because when you're in scarcity, right, everything is resource collecting, right? It's resource hoarding. You're like, I got to have, got to have, got to have, and I need, I need, I need. And, and therefore, you end up in sort of this victim sort of mindset. And this very much represents the relationship that many of the affiliates unfortunately have with HQ where they're just like, yeah, pay me, right? Like, what do I, what are you giving me in exchange? And right. like, the answer is so much more than you really want to understand. Because if you did understand, you'd have to switch to abundance from scarcity to be like, wow, I'm part of yeah. something way bigger, but it's hard when things are unfortunately, you know, pressed against you and, you know, rents due and this and that and all these things. Yeah. And so to be clear on the partnership, Obviously, we know as affiliates what what is uh, what we think we should get from CrossFit. And we'll talk with it a little bit about that because I know you guys are working on a lot of different things. But I also want to be very clear on what it is that the affiliates' responsibility in that partnership is. And I think it's just so lost when people are like, you have to work together. Like that's the partnership, right? The, the affiliation is yeah. affiliation, affiliation, right? Like that means you're on the same damn team, uh, and hmm. so. The thing that you give back to CrossFit as affiliate owners is that support, right? CrossFit supports you and you support them by sticking together because essentially that is the tide that rises all ships. And so I think that that part is missing from so much of the, oh yeah, I forgot about the thing that, because like, they're like, I can tell you what I give back to CrossFit, my affiliate fee. <laughs> it's not even right. Right, <laughs> right. It's just like a scratch in the bucket, truly. But like, and I know it's a lot of money for everybody that's paying it, but the reality is that that's not what you're getting. Like, you're not giving up three grand in exchange for $3,000 in products. Because if you were, like, you have a lot bigger debt to pay, right? Because, like, what you're getting from CrossFit is already more than three grand. You can hang me in the comments for that if you want to. But you know, we have to make sure that as affiliates, you switch from the zero sum mindset and we switch into this abundance mindset because, you know, we just had K star and J star on here, the starettes talking about, you know, essentially lifestyle and fitness and how important it is. But like the, the bottom line is, is more people than ever are exercising, yeah. but more people than ever are overweight and sedentary. Right. And so there is not a shortage of people who need you. And the thing that this is the differentiator between people who exercise and people who change their life is a coach and there's only yeah. one place in the entirety of the fitness community that i know of where coaches exist and that's inside crossfit gyms right like you can't go into the other companies that won't be named right because they just have lots of trainers and there's nothing wrong with being a trainer but 
coaches are the things that change lifestyles. And like, that's the thing that CrossFit gets. And so in regards to this partnership, like you've got to get people in the door so that you can bring people back. So we can, we can bring this whole thing up back to that brand identity thing. And then, so that's sort of a a self-reinforcing sort of diatribe of mine there. But I think it's important that the affiliate owners know that like partnership is equal, right? It's two people working together for a common goal here. That's, that's the definition. And like, that means two people working together, not like, what do you go yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I will say, like, if, if you're if you're sitting and, you know, you're you're not if, if you're OK, I got my affiliate fee and I'm paying my affiliate fee comes due and you've got that moment where you're just like, damn, this isn't worth it. Like, I'm not getting enough for three grand. It's worth the introspection. It's worth the conversation with others about why that is the, the sense. Right. Because it's it, it's an indicator to me that that. um that you're feeling a bit like an island, right? Because if you're sitting there saying, hey, this this affiliation with something called CrossFit is not, it's not giving me anything really. And I could do the same thing being Rex's gym versus Rex's CrossFit gym. Um, uh, well, then then you're missing out on the really, really good stuff, yeah. right? That could mm-hmm. be there. And, and it, it requires work. It requires the reach out. It requires... The willingness it requires the growth mindset and those those other things but you know if i if i think about okay we, we've got these growth ambitions right and 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 um uh don's put them out there we're, we say we're at two to three million yeah. people that do crossfit today and we want to grow to 30 million people by 2030 of people that do crossfit all right it's 10x right that we need to increase the number of people that are doing crossfit um a bunch of those folks could show up at existing CrossFit gyms and fill your classes and fill all the things. And that's absolutely one of the things we want to make happen, but it's not going to be nearly enough. Just run the numbers, just take it, just take the numbers and divide and divide by the number of, and guess what? Like bare minimum, we've got a double, maybe triple, right? The number, the number of uh, uh, affiliates that are out there, plus add in other stuff to, to capture folks that are doing CrossFit outside of the affiliate walls. Um, great. But then you sit there and you say, okay, well, where are these new affiliate owners going to come from? Right. Right. Do you know where they don't come from anymore? They used to, they used to just come from off the street of people yeah. that were like, man, I'm really into fitness and, and I'm, and I'm, uh, uh, uh I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do this, this new fitness thing called CrossFit. And I'm going to like pivot from what I used to do to CrossFit. That, that still happens to an extent, but it's sure. very, very small versus, I've been doing CrossFit. I've been coaching CrossFit. I'm really into this thing called CrossFit and I want to take the next step of becoming an affiliate owner in this space. Well, they're going to come from your gyms, right? Mm. This next generation of affiliate owners are going to come from your gyms, your coaches, maybe your best coaches, right? Are going to come to you at some point and say, Hey, I I don't want to break up with you, but like, I want to, I yeah. want to leave the nest, you know, like that conversation is going to be repeated over and over and over again. And, and we've, we got to just acknowledge that that's part of your responsibility as an affiliate owner is you're raising the next generation, right? Like you are, you are. And so when, when, when affiliate owners tell me, man, I can't find great coaches, there's a big part of me that I'm just like, so build them. Right. So, so build the great coaches yeah. that you're looking mm-hmm. for. Right. Like, that is one of your, you know, for lack of a better word, responsibilities um, as an affiliate owner within this grand partnership is to build the next generation that's that's going to come after. Because maybe that's the person that's going to buy your gym off you. 
and allow you to move on to something different, right? Or, or you know, maybe that's the person that's going to open up in, across town and refer people to you because they know your gym does is focused on this and has this culture and their gym has this and it's this culture. Like these are the types of abundance, like you were saying, growth mindset, abundance mindset type, type ways of thinking that we need to, as a community, get after. Now we have within CrossFit headquarters, a huge responsibility to sit here and be like, have we set up the right structures and incentives to make that happen? And I think the answer as it exists today is we haven't done enough, right? And I think there are things that we can and should be doing there to, to help figure out and make education easier, right? For, for affiliate owners to train up that next generation of coaches, to give additional options for, hey man, like going to a level two, for example, uh, for, for a full weekend and the travel and everything else is associated with it, it's expensive, right? It costs, it costs a chunk of change for you to, for you to get after that and do it. Right. Um, so we need to figure out ways of like coming up with hybrid delivery models, coming up with new different ways to, to get stuff out there. Like we have a responsibility there as well, but like, I think every affiliate owner across our ecosystem, not just the ones within the affiliate, right. But needs to be thinking about themselves as the incubator of this next wave. Yeah. Um, and and that's just that's just the way this is going to be. It's the only way we grow this thing. Yeah, but I think. I, go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, so there, guys, yeah. I just kept her silent this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even when I had my affiliate, that was the the big thing. Is that you know I always took it personally that this is my responsibility is to to grow the next generation of coaches and make them better than me. But unfortunately. Yeah you know, when we talk about that scarcity mindset, an affiliate owner in general, their greatest fear is that this coach, if I tell them too much, they're going to leave and open up across the road from me and and take yeah. all the members with me and cause me problems. It's, you know, and that's been perpetuated since, you know, um, you know, Greg wore short pants. Like that's been the, the, the their fear of, well, if I tell you everything, and in reality, if as affiliate owners, if you actually share behind the curtain with your coaches and let them know what's happening, they sure as hell are not putting up their hand to run that thing. They're like, you know what? I kind of like coaching and getting paid without having to deal with all the other stuff. I don't want to ride the line, but I'm going to watch you do it. That'll be cool. Like, let me be part of your circus. I think part of that, you know, back to that coming of age sort of story to it, where a lot of this stems from is the very beginning, the early eras of this, where it was like, yeah, you know, I, 500 bucks, sure, I'll throw my hat in the ring and become this CrossFit affiliate. I got this back corner, this garage space that I'm using. And like, you know, nobody really knew where things were going to go. And then things started to grow and then you know, they got really big. And then it was kind of like, you didn't have to tell people what CrossFit was anymore. You had to tell them why you were different, right? Like, you're like, this is how we do things here. And then, you know, we all got lost with chains and boxes and bands and all these crazy things. And the, the kernel got torn apart and the methodology was whatever. And, you know, we've arrived back at this coming of age thing. And, you know, part of the journey of coming to age, a coming of age in, you know, any story is, is creating your own new family. Right. And so I think we're at this, this era now where um, I don't know, maybe it's still the case. I know with all of our clients and it's not necessarily the case, but I think people are starting to understand that like, Oh, my, you know, my due process, so to speak, is to, to pay this thing forward. And the way to pay this thing forward is that like, I've got my affiliate, and that is my primary focus. But like, in order to pay this thing forward, there's going to need to be more affiliates. And the easiest way to make sure that the next affiliate that is a good affiliate is to make sure that it's a replication, or at least some iteration of my affiliate. And I think 
we're getting to that point, but it's for sure one of those things. It's it's a confusion because like, what's unique about our model with Fitphilia is that we don't have a platform from which we speak about. Like, there's no product, there's no modules, there's no system behind it. Like, we have thousands of hours of unbiased just feedback from affiliate owners who just tell us their problems, not their problems as it applies to the the product that we're trying to give to them or like their understanding of module number three or this or that. Like, it's literally like. Uh, I don't know what to do about the gym down the street, right? And so we have a lot of unfiltered things, but what they all end up realizing as they, you know, as we work through that with them is that like those people are not your problem, right? They've never been yeah. your problem, but they are the distraction. And for us, yeah. we basically took that, the, the wellness continuum and it's the action traction distraction continuum is what we call it. And in the bulk of, of the scarcity mindset lives in that sort of sickness side of, of, of the wellness continuum and that, the more distracted you are, the more sick you are. And the easiest way, to, and when you're sick, right? Like, just like when you're unhealthy, what do you do? You point fingers at things. Everything is the problem. You're the victim. It's this, it's that. And you become very reactive to those situations. As we start to move them to healthy, which is moving them into intention, right? Then all of a sudden you become introspective, right? The lens turns around. You're looking at yourself and you're like, it's me. I need to move myself more to intention versus reaction. And to do that, you know, they start to look around they're like first and foremost i don't fucking want any more clients right like I, these 100 or 150 that i have at the right price point is everything that you could ever possibly need to achieve quite literally any dream that's coming every single client comes in and tells us their dream their goal their tenure thing in in every single situation that has ever been through the door of affiliate it can be achieved under 150 clients and the reason that's so important is not necessarily to the 30 million number, but that's because at less than 150, the service level, the value level gets so high for those people who are on the receiving end of that, that the ripples, the waves becomes exponential. If we increase the number to four or 500 per affiliate, which might sound like a great number to affiliate owners, the service level, no doubt has to dilute. There's no way around it. And when that does, the ripples become, the waves become much shorter. They don't travel as far, right? Like when you've got 150 people who you are, quite literally changing their whole fucking family structure, like that trickles out into the whole family tree for generations to come. But if you've got somebody who's like one of your people in your, your class of 500, who's what one of four or five memberships, like those ripples probably don't go that far. Right. And, and so that's my point in this whole thing is that this coming of age story is about understanding that you have to come of age in terms of abundance. And you have to realize that like, I don't need that many people. The people that I have need to become more valuable. I don't know if that to happen. I need to do that. And I think that we have those things there, but the big piece of this is that piece that you just brought up, Rex, which is like, hey, if you don't like the affiliates down the street or you don't want more affiliates like them down the street, you should probably play a role in the new affiliates that get developed down the street. But in the old days, this was a problem because you know everybody was just it was a free-for-all. It was like the Wild West. And like, yeah, everybody was like, I'm going to open up. I'm going to take your clients. But like, that's because everybody was trying to have 500 clients back then. But now it's a part of this coming of age where we're like, most affiliates are like, I'm aware that I want 150 quality members. I'm happy with that. You go build your 150. And let's just do this again and again and again. And I think that that's where things are starting to change. At least I hope. And that's what we start to see a little bit more is that like, it's not hard to get to abundance. It just takes some honesty. Yeah. And, and I, and I think it, it's, um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with your line of thinking. I, you know, and I think there are, you know, there are super successful affiliates that are bigger than that. But here's the big but you are not running a 500, 600, 700 person affiliate as the affiliate owner in the same way that you are 150, right? Like there's a very different system that you've put in place with. And, and your job as an affiliate owner looks very different, right? In that, in that, that kind of a, kind of a world. And it takes certain personality to be like, this is the type of role that I want to play as an affiliate owner in that, that world versus, versus the type of role here. And I, and I think there's room for, for all of those things within our, within our space. That's the beauty of the model, right? That we have is yeah. that there's room for all these different approaches, but we've got to get better. We've got to get better about reaching across and, and building bridges and sharing best practices. And, you know, I mean, so I'm, I'm uh, spending a lot of cycles right now. We, we launched the level four and we're spending a lot of cycles talking about coach quality and, and, and what we're seeing in the, in the ecosystem and, and where coaching levels at, et cetera. Um, you know, one of the greatest ways that you get better as a coach is actually like seeing great coaching and being like, Oh man, Weird how like that that's, works. <laughs> that's, that's really, really incredible. I didn't realize it could be that way. Right. right. And then, so, but you only can see outside of what's in your little world. If you actively seek that out, right. Mm-hmm. And actively build those bridges outside of your world, which, which can be all consuming, right. For, for an affiliate owner, but, but um, building those bridges out, actively seeking that kind of kind of feedback, bringing people into your walls, which is which is scary to get get feedback, et cetera. But building these mechanisms for seeing different ways of doing things, getting feedback on your way of doing things, um, can be done with the affiliate down the street. If you yeah. it just takes, hey man, let's go grab a cup of, cup of coffee and be like, hey, can can you send me your best coach and just have them coach one of my classes, or or uh, um, can I just come watch? Right. You know, one of your classes or have him come watch if that's a, a good first step like these are these are all things that that just take take actively seeking that though and yeah. being and being prepared to be you know vulnerable for one of a better yes. word and go yes and and say hey you know what i suck at this or i struggle with this you know you guys seem to be crushing at this can you help rather than oh no we don't talk to them because they're yeah. you know they're the, yeah. we're competing with each other rather than joining together to compete against all these others that shan't be named. It's like, they're the competition, not, you know, CrossFit XYZ down the street, but unfortunately totally. due to politics and, you know, drama and, you know, stuff in the ecosystem, it just, it gets lost a lot. And it's, it's just, um, it becomes um, bogged down in some of that stuff, which really stops everyone growing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, absolutely. you know, before we ever, everybody's listening to this, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But then you don't understand the dude's dick face. Like I'm not going down there. Right? So, like, <laughs> exactly. like, so it's like, like, hey, don't, don't, then don't call that guy. But there's right. yeah. somebody else that's not. Right, exactly. Not, right? Right? Yeah. Like, and maybe it's the person, person you just never reached out to before, you know? It's, We're not it's, expecting yeah. you to go trim down the, the, the next oh, branch no. and march it down the street to whoever it is. Yeah, but like, totally. oh, you all espouse the cliches as much as they may be. You know, what you allow is the standard. And and let me be very clear on one thing. Nothing about this episode was scripted. So this is all very authentic. So this is just where we <laughs> arrived at. So it was not the intention of, of having this conversation. No, it was not. Right it was not the but, uh, you know, it, it, it's important to, to bring these things up because I do think that it's, in, you know, it's, it's good for a lot of people to get light to this. But if you, you know, to make it about me for a second, because I'm always willing to do that. But like, if you look back at, at my story, the thing that really drew me to CrossFit, you know, 
17 years ago was that it was novel in its approach that it was the first open source model on the planet to do it, right? And it was, there was no place else. As, as a developing coach myself, it was impossible for me to find somebody who would share their knowledge with me. And then I found this website with this shitty workout that made me hate myself. But I went back every single day because there was this forum there. In this forum, there was all of these amazing coaches who were sharing everything that they knew, right? And so all of you guys who are now appreciating this expansive growth, this, this you know viral growth of CrossFit, know that one thing, it grew because everybody shared what they knew. It was never yeah. about holding it to the chest. And what I think totally. ended up happening with mass adoption was people weren't part of that generation. They weren't part of that story. And so the good old days, you know, it was just kind of like the forum and the comment section. And like, we were all just kind of talking shit and asking dumb questions. And you were very vulnerable in there. Cause like, there was no ego at that point. Cause like, we all just sucked at everything that came out of coaches. No, we were just like, what? You want me to do a forward roll? I'm going to be drunk for seven days after that. Right. <laughs> and so, but then mass adoption came. And then with that, everybody kind of lost that. Like a lot of the new generation was like, I, what I know is mine, it's proprietary, it's my affiliate, these are my secrets, this is my story. But like this whole thing was always about abundance. It was always about like yeah. share what you know because that's how these things grow. And, and I yeah. think is we move into this next generation of affiliation and this, this growth and this 30 million by 2030, those things are only possible by maintaining or reinforcing or, or at least re-energizing, bringing back that open source model. And I think HQ is doing a good job of that now because you know, the North Star, so to speak, has been about like, hey, if we don't continue to perpetuate this methodology, open source, you know, the clothes are off, the doors are open, like we're going to continue to try to pri like privatize it and, and, and change it and make it into our own intellectual property. And that risks the whole thing. And now we've got all these yeah. affiliates who are not identifiably following the methodology anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that it's such a super good point. The, um, uh, the, 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 the point around like open source and, and the willingness to, there's still that willingness there. And I think there's within the, the walls of CrossFit headquarters, there, there are uh, super, curious people right yeah. that are that are actively interested in constantly questioning various different things we are always having to fight the tendency towards ivory tower type approaches right when you codify something and when you put it and you deliver it and you deliver the lecture and you you turn that into it, it can be very easily perceived as quote unquote the way and and i think it's really really important that within this crossfit thing we are we don't have like the way that is completely chiseled into stone and you cannot question like you absolutely can but it's also really important to, to to recognize when various different elements of this ecosystem are doing stuff designed to like carve out their own little world and like be like well this is the boundaries around our version of this yeah. and and that sort of thing like that's it's just just guard against that kind of a mindset like and, and that type of a thinking because yeah no, and I think that, again, way back to the root part of this whole conversation that sent us down this diatribe, which was like, you know, what, what's HQ giving to me? Obviously, the last handful of years have been not the best, right, in terms of like totally. giving anything out, because mostly it's been about like, who even are we now, right? Because like, yeah. again, it was, it was just like all of you guys, when you went to college, you were just like, ah, 
I'm going to eat French fries for every meal. And all of a sudden you get fat and then you're like, I'm unrecognizable. And, and so it's nice to see you guys basically turn inward again, because out of that open source model came undeniably the world's greatest training platform, period, right? There is in any organization worldwide, maybe even across history, except for maybe the Marines and their ability to create Marines, right? Like there's very few organizations that can replicate and create their, the identifiable identity, right? Like a CrossFit camp. And so, and that all was born, not because any of the information was intellectual property or privatized or anything of that nature. It was that like, hey, here's all of the information. Let us help you distill down this information so that you can disseminate this information. And then I think, you know, from that has come a, a return back to that folks, which is like, you know, the white space for CrossFit HQ, not, you know, the organization, but HQ is that like, we are the world's greatest training program, period. I mean, we do lots of other things, but like, and that is really why, you know, Rex, you're on this podcast is because like, you're kind of one of the tips of those spheres, right? Where it's like, because of that reason, and because that is the focus, that's where the support comes back from. And so while everybody's like, what do I get? The answer is, open your eyes in a lot of ways. Like you have access to some of the greatest training programs just because you don't take those seminars and you don't use those resources and you're not in that toolbox and you're not doing those things. Doesn't mean those things aren't there. They didn't take thousands of hours to create. And like, that's just all comes back to that scarcity thing. Like if you realize that you're a part of something huge and you get to look at that abundance, you're like, oh, I get quite a bit in exchange for I do give up, which is three grand. Cause the other option would be HQ says, fine. You guys want what you want. I'll turn you into a franchise model. It's going to be 50 grand a year. You're going to have to have $500,000 in liquidity. Plus you're going to have to have a credit score well beyond what all of you guys have. Oh, and by the way, you're going to need to have a bond of, you know, a half a million dollars as well. Now there's. And, and, and the, and the, and the big, the big part of that is, and here's the exact playbook of how you run your business right. and, and we're going to send inspectors. And, and when you deviate, you In will be shop. losing the entire thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, uh, I think, you know, you get access to this incredible wealth of knowledge that, you know, we just put out there for free. We put out so much stuff for free. That is just out there, and we're not, we're not, you know, our handbooks, our guides, all these other things, like they're, they're just, they're out there, and and you, uh, uh, um, yeah, you're getting access to this thing. But I think the the biggest thing is this: you're getting access to this ecosystem of incredible talent, right? And it's mm. this, and and I think that the 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 thing that maybe a lot of people don't realize is, maybe they realize it, maybe they don't, is that. When you, if you wrote an email to another CrossFit affiliate, or say you don't want to go to one in your in your local area, but say you, you wanted to go to Craig Howard at, at Diablo, or or um, Nicole Christensen at Roots, or David Osario, right, South Brooklyn, or wherever, you shot them an email and said, "Hey, I'm an affiliate owner in so and so, wondering if you had a piece of advice." You know what? Nine times out of ten, these guys are going to give you some yeah. some tips and feedback mm. and stuff, and it, it is this. It, it's it, when we're sitting here talking about reaching out, it's not about reaching out to the, to the, to the, as you put it, the dick face across the street <laughs> that, you, that you've run into. You literally have an ecosystem of of affiliate owners that are all doing this same game. And, and some of them have really figured this thing out and um, tap into that thing, man, leverage it. it. It requires you to reach out and put some effort into it. But there's this, 
there's these everybody wants that you you got into this because you wanted to help people mm-hmm. and, and affiliate owners are willing to help everybody's busy so yeah. it just takes it just takes the reach out right and i think you'll be absolutely gobsmacked and surprised by the response you get back yeah and i mean that's what mentorship really is right we talk about this a lot yeah. training coach yeah. mentorship right and like people th- you know, i could tell you where mentorship doesn't exist it doesn't exist in the ad that you just got sent to your dm it doesn't exist in the organization no. you're trying to be a part of I- no it, it doesn't and it doesn't exist with any of the influencers on on instagram yeah. or anywhere else that are <laughs> selling you their latest program or whatever that you know the thing is like influencers frankly like if i I, you you're you guys seem like same generation like we watch late night tv with the 30 minute ads and you get something no no i'm old you look maybe old um (laughs) but but it are just the same thing they're just selling product right they're just yeah. selling it with glossy pictures and cool little things and everything. it's just infomercials yeah. so like stop listening to that shit and go talk to the real people doing the real thing and like get get real feedback and, and that's and build real meaningful connections yeah not some bullshit social media thing i'm sorry but that, that stuff on is, that one for, i mean how, yeah how, i could rant i could rant on that for a long time but, i mean you know, mentorship is real about- people it's 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 a free resource that here's the thing with mentorship you bring them value and then they get you get back value from them in exchange right it's not that you pay them and 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 i think that this is an important distinction but it's not necessarily the point that i wanted to make in this thing anyways but you know again it's the resources are there just because you don't use them that's like saying that like your fitness is lacking because you've skipped 400 meter run workouts knowing full well that you should have been doing them the whole time (laughs) and how to put them into practice is whatever but the thing that i think is the most important part of this whole conversation is that in this era in this genre in this generation of crossfit there is a distinctly powerful thing that was said by you and that is that we can do a better job that is distinctly new as a part i mean crossfit as a whole has always been evolving and looking for areas to move forward but as an organization we have now reached a level of maturity where people are questioning everything we're constantly aware of, of doing better there is no autocracy or, or, or dictatorship or anything of that nature and it's you know and i think that in regards to what everybody wants to know that's the answer right there like I can assure you there is a team of people qualified beyond your wildest dreams working way too much if i'm going to be honest like i've seen firsthand the amount of hours that like nicole spends on me i'm like that's a lot of that's a lot of calls and if people knew just how much you guys were working at this thing they would be like oh this is a whole ass thing that's actually happening and that was the reason i wanted to bring you on here but like and i think we you know we Honestly, we didn't go on a tangent. I think we went into a very necessary conversation, which is the, the organization of the partnership. And, and I'm glad that we got to have that conversation because it is a partnership. You know, there's an expectation of what comes down the pipeline from you guys. And there's a there's an expectation of, of what comes up from the affiliates. And, and I think it's yep. important. Everybody is reminded regularly of that. And especially on both ends that people are saying we could do a better job. The affiliates yeah. do a better job, not self-serving wise, but in terms of support of the partnership and HQ can do a better job in support of the partnership. And, you know, and, and that's just kind of the beauty of the whole thing. Cause it's all open source. It's, it's ever evolving. Exactly. And you, and you will find a super willingness on, on not just me, all these folks that I work with at HQ and, and, and elsewhere to, to listen and to take the feedback and to, and to really get at 
what out of that feedback can we can we action in a, in a meaningful way to to impact this whole system right yeah. like because you know we're actively attempting to figure out how do we get this machine to to just impact more and more and more lives mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot of change and work and improvements and, and other things but uh um you know we, we truly believe that feedback is powerful and that means getting criticism is powerful and meaningful and we want it and we're, we're, we're mature enough to handle it. So, yeah. I think you guys are doing a good job of, of truly listening to understand these days versus listening to respond. And I'm not saying yeah. it was that way in the past, but I think there was an expectation at which point, maybe through ignorance or otherwise, where the affiliate owners thought that like, if, if they, if you guys did reach out, it would go nowhere or else, you know, you would reach out and you would just get a response back. But what I think is really truly new, it was fun to see. And I've seen it firsthand from you guys, you, Nicole, and everybody else, like truly genuinely just interested in yes. how to better help. Um, and that's a very cool thing. I think, you know, because if I'm being honest, you don't have to, right? Like, but it's in your everybody's best interest if you do. And, I, and yeah. that part is not lost on me. And so for the affiliates, do the same thing. You know, contact the other, you know, call up Nicole. Like, listen, I've spent a whole week there driving her crazy, but like, don't, I'm not saying show up on the doorstep either, but like, you know, reach out. She would her. not, she would not appreciate that. She's uh, probably uh, not going to be there anyways because she's too she's busy. She's not going to be super happy if you just show up around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, reach out to them, but most importantly, reach out to them and provide them value. Please mm. do that. Like, you have to understand how mentorship and networking works, but don't just call and be like, what are you going to give me? Like, Show up with something and, and there's uh, a dish to pass. Absolutely. Networks of people to reach out to, right? You got country managers, you got regional reps, you got mm-hmm. all these different folks that are that are resources to connect with. And and they're you know, they're strapped for people just like just like everybody. So if you've got a, a, a something that you're interested in helping with or whatever, like they'd be more than happy to take you up on it. And they'd be more than happy to connect you with folks if you're not quite sure who to reach out to, et cetera. They have broad networks to be able to leverage. To, to make happen. And I, th- so, yeah. I think some of it too is go into that with a bit of grace and humility and be patient yeah. and understand that just because um, Nicole might not email you straight back doesn't mean, well, she doesn't give a shit because she didn't answer my email. Consider that, you know, where you are in the scope of things and everything else going on. Like you quite yeah. often see someone say, well, I reached out to HQ and I didn't get a response for, you know, two days yeah cool but you're not the only fish in the pond and maybe just just give a bit of grace for that sort of stuff and if you want somebody to mentor you understand hey i appreciate your time is busy and i value it yeah but i could really um you know do with a chat and they'll be more than accommodating but don't go in you know demanding yeah. yeah, I think that's really good. It's a, it's a really good. Uh, I think if we all gave each other a bit more grace in this world, it mm. would be a lot better. My kids, Much my pleasant. kids would probably say that uh, I need to give them more grace and stuff. Being so yeah. I'm not, I don't know. Sometimes yes. I do. Yeah, we definitely would say that. Um, I think another very cool part of HQ2 is, is you see it a little bit. And I think what made the sport of CrossFit so interesting was that it was easily identifiable, but they're real people, right? And so, mm if you really want to know what type of hands and what the trajectory of HQ is, all you really have to do is take a look at the people behind HQ. Right. And like, that's really how Rex ended up on this podcast was, you know, I had spent some time on, on, on zoom calls and some email chains back and forth with Rex, but I'd never really spent any time with you until the big fish fundraiser, which I guess we can talk a little bit about, although I feel like we, we spent a lot of time on other things, but 
And it was through that watching you give so selflessly to that thing and work your literal ass off for 30 unbroken hours on without sleep. Um, me and Rex are team no sleep. I think only two or three of us actually. There was, like, there was like four of us. Four yeah, four. me, Rex, Tasha, and, and, and all the participants. And all the yeah, and the participants. But like those guys didn't do anything. Right? It's it's us on the next <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point was when you when you if you look around the landscape, that's not an isolated incident. There is tons of people in situations like that where they are working towards excellence of things that are. Well, outside the scope, I've watched Nicole give herself selflessly to, you know, diesel day participants for no reason and to organizations and speaking and like the amount of hours and time she's put into speeches that she's given. And, and my point in this whole thing is that the people behind this thing tell you a lot about the thing, right? And if you just, if you really want to know what type of person or what type of organization you're a part of, like the unique part of CrossFit is that they have access to all of you guys because like, you're just real people, right? And you're all CrossFitters. You're probably part of an affiliate. You're doing workouts together. You've got open scores. Like there's all these things and you're like, oh, wow. And like, that was really the thing that you brought us on here is I was like, damn, Rex is actually even, he's much cooler than I thought on a Zoom call because I didn't think Rex is really that much, that, that very cool at all actually on those Zoom calls. But <laughs> You're like my boss. Most, like the guy. Most people, most people, most people feel that way. I think. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make Rex happy because Rex decides if I can eat lunch tomorrow. So um, now I was like, wow, <laughs> Rex has worked his ass off on it. And I, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about that. You know, your relationship with Big Fish. But my point in this bringing that part of it up was just, dude, all of you guys give to things. And so, like, if you want, if you wonder if the organization has your best interest at heart. I can assure you, if you look around and you see just how much other people's interests they have at heart with other organizations, you'd be like, oh, okay, HQ's got their their head in the right spot. That's at least cool. people find cool. I'm I'm humble. You know, I, I, I've always said this, like it, when it comes to a job and being satisfied, I've always, I've always had two major criteria, right? Like one, one is... Um, am I learning new things and, and am I, and am I getting tested in new things, learning new things, et cetera. Um, the other one is, do I, do I really enjoy the people that I work with, yeah. um, that I'm spending time with? And I, and I, on both of those criteria of like, I'm, I'm super invested in, in where I'm at right now because the people that I work with, the, the people that are behind the scenes, these just incredible folks that are making this, this, uh, CrossFit thing move are just great great fucking people really great people um in the same way that affiliate owners all of them that i meet they're great people right coaches they're great like these are people that have like best interests of others as part of their center and that's so rare to find so so rare to find and it's that's why like i get really passionate about trying to figure out how do i how do i help this thing grow and 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 build and get to a place that you know affiliates can just be crushing it and coaches can be crushing it so that they don't have to be part-time so that they don't have to be unpaid so they don't you know what i mean like all these kinds of things we're we're trying to figure out this the mechanisms behind it to to allow the caliber of folks to be rewarded (laughs) with the financial side of things so that it's like Hey man, like I don't have to be a total dickhead on Wall Street in order to to to, to live a life that's financially rewarded. Mm. Like I can be a decent person. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. But yeah, so I mean, so, so big fish real fast. I want to just jump there. Like it's a super awesome organization. Really, really uh, have 
um, uh, love supporting it, it with, with time and money. Um, I just, I just really, really believe in, in what they're doing for, for helping veterans along the way. So it's, uh, it's something definitely take a look at and, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's nothing new to this episode or this podcast for sure. I mean, Tosh is a he's a regular. You guys had Tosh. You had Tosh on here before, so that was yeah. that. That was yeah. yeah. That's my that's my uh, connection to Big Fish. Is I worked for Tosh in the Marines. Um, he was my he was my boss when we were. Uh, I was on my second tour in a 2004 deployment, and uh, um, just uh, you know a special human being on many many different dimensions, and and just a, a very uh, uh, interesting dude. But but who ultimately has this ability to connect with people in a way that that like helps them move and advance themselves out of out of wherever they happen to be if they're in a a dark place they can move to like a place where they're like okay hey like i can see a path if they're on a path like he helps them level up uh, uh, as well he just has this i don't know there's something special about him it's really hard to put into words you see what he yeah, it is a superpower. And when you see it in action, like in the real, it's just, it's incredible. It's he's, really a, incredible. he's a paradox of a human, right? On one hand, you have this this uniquely just massively capable person in every conceivable, you know, whatever masculine sense you could think that to be. And then you've got this other side of him, which is just this person who just will care at a level that you're just like, whoa. Totally. And that that care is is such an interesting attribute of his because, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, if Tosh says I'm okay, I'm okay, right? Like, because you know that he just truly cares that much, and and I think that you know, for all of us, that's really what drew us into to, to big fish and, and things of that nature. Because I mean, Tosh is on here regularly. He's one of like my best friends. Like, you know, I, obviously I love to support him. We know that he's passionate about it. But when you see the larger ecosystem of, of big fish and what it's doing, you see that it's it's this large collection of people that he as an individual personally has affected, right? Because they yeah. work together or otherwise, or else the, the tentacles have reached out and you see yeah. the work that it's doing. And, and you start to realize that like, you know, big fish isn't just Tosh's little thing that he does up in the mountains every once in a while. You realize just no. how much, you know, it's his ability. He has systemized and, and basically distributed his ability to care for an individual at a level and, and put it out there. And the work that's being done, it, it's it's not easy. And so having seen firsthand watching all of you guys on the board and, and otherwise and all of us are volunteering to see what goes into it, I think is is so huge. One of the reasons I did want to bring you on here was to talk about that. I know we spend a lot of time talking about HQ, but I think that right now a lot of people know Tosh loves big fish and all the athletes are fired up about big fish. But there's so many people like myself, you, everybody else who are just like, this thing needs more legs because of the work that it's doing. Yeah of what mm. I, i'm not a veteran you know whatever and and even for me it's it's one of those things that it just calls to me and it's not and i think a lot of people that might get lost on them a little bit too where they're just like so it's veteran that get it it's not about veterans i mean yeah but it, because because i think it, that's exactly that's exactly the point the veteran is like the the center but it's the center of like what what are veterans right they're members of families they're members of communities they're 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 employees they're entrepreneurs they're owners they're they're people that are active in society right from micro to macro and so when you positively impact the life of veterans you're positively impacting the life of their spouse of their kids of their co-workers of the people, you know, I mean, all these kinds of, I mean, you know, I had a super awesome opportunity to, 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 you know, spend some time getting to know Nathan and, and yeah. Nathan's been on your podcast and he's one of your, 
Philly donors. I rode to the airport with him, dropped him yeah. off at the airport uh, after the, and it was just, you know, you just, you, you connect with folks that are like, he's out there, he's a veteran and he's out there driving impact in very different ways beyond just like, oh, okay, veterans. Like it's not this narrow niche thing. And I think that's where like what I love about Big Fish and the way that Tosh thinks about this and approaches this is too often you get this world where it's like, oh, veteran, oh, okay, yeah. uh, pat on the back, like, thank you for your service. Oh my God, you must have had to come through some horrible shit. It's like, no, like these are people right. just like you that chose to do a certain thing, chose to do that certain thing. Right. And it's part of who they are. But when they're healthy and they're contributing and everything else, it's just part of who they are. But it allows them to, to build these crazy big networks and and do continue to do great things. Right. Because at the core, they, they chose to do those things because of a service, a service mindset, a service yeah. desire, et cetera. And they, you know, when they're healthy and they're and they're and they're good and they've been able to center their experience and and and, you know, make sense of that experience and put it in its proper place within your life going forward, you can continue to just do incredible things across. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I agree with that. And yeah, I mean, it's almost like getting branded. It's like a scarlet letter. People are like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, I this idea. This, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's truly unfortunate. And, you know, honestly, I think I might even be guilty of that at some point. Like I have lots of friends and family who are veterans and like you, you, you see it, but like, you almost throw out the story to a certain degree. And, and, and when you really understand to that point that you just made, it's like, they're members of family, they're members of society, they're people who are doing things. And so the, the point of big fish that I think is so novel that Tasha's is taken is that, you know, it's, it's about empowering in, in enabling them to replicate the thing that they love so much and what they were used to, what they came from, and to take that thing and pay it forward in their communities that they're a part of, right? And so it's yeah, just exactly. the same conversation we just exactly. had with the affiliate owner, which is that like, hey, if you just distill down to a handful of members and put more love into those members, that wave ripples much further. 100%. And like, you, know, you take somebody who's quite literally given their life potentially to supporting these other people in various different organizations and like, I assure you, if you if you enable and empower those people, greatness is not even the right word for it. Can come out of that, and and for that reason alone, I think it's 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 commendable to support and be a part of. But I think also it's just it's because it's so synonymous with the way and Chris, CrossFit is very militant in, in terms of the way it's ran, because obviously the people who are responsible for it. But it's very synonymous with the entire model of HQ, right? When you see the same thing where it's like. Let's support the individuals. So the individual can support the masses. And like, that's where, you know, Big Fish was, yeah. was so, for me, it was so easy to be a part of and why, you know, I put so much time, money, effort, energy into it because it does deserve it. And those people deserve it. And I think that yeah. the beauty of it, the singular beauty is that it's gloves on, not hands yes. out. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. That part, I think Absolutely. for me was like, fuck yeah, I'm in, right? Because at that point, like, it's not exactly. about branding and feeling bad and pity it's that like no but you're gonna do the work and like that part is just so very cool about yeah. big fish and and all of you yeah, guys exactly. that do support it and run but it, it but it, and, it, and it's the exact same mindset behind a crossfit gym it's the exact right. same it's like it's like hey man like this thing has the potential to be life-changing to be incredible like i think i put a post on my on my instagram i don't do much instagram but i put a post on there i was like man i'm 42 i feel better than when i was We're the same age rex just so you're here all right good good you got more gray in the beard though hey that's because i got uh, facial hair you <laughs> baby. 
Um, so the, uh, uh, but like, you got to put the work in for that to, for that to happen. And the same thing is, is the philosophy behind big fish, right? It's like your potential on the other side of putting work in is really, really strong. Right. But you got to put the work in. And if you're not willing to put the work in, like go find somebody else to like, listen to your pity party. Yeah. Cause not, that's not what we're about in big fish. Right. No, not at all. And I mean, most importantly, Big Fish has a big goal this year and they're so close to that goal. And I, I, I encourage everybody that's listening to this to know that it's not just because Tosh wants to do a thing or it's Tosh's little thing that he does up there. There's a lot of people behind this organization and the organization is doing a lot, a lot bigger and a lot more good than you could ever possibly imagine. So if you're listening, please just follow the link make a donation, invest in them, invest in the organization. I assure you the impact, just like with your clients, is a wave of magnitude that you could never possibly even conceive of. Having witnessed it firsthand, I can see just the effects in, in the love that ends up coming out of it. And so that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here, but mostly to help support the organization, but really just to, you know, because Rex, you're going to end up in the, in, in, as the celebrity next year. So um, to make you famous by that. <laughs> I was telling I was telling my daughter I need I need her help to like start a, a YouTube channel or something my journey to the big fish things so I could start doing my like That's training Rocky montages and shit. I'll and I was, yeah, all right. You'll be my first. You'll be my first like and subscribe. I'll, I'll come over and do some of the workouts with you. It's just my excuse. There to you go. Get That's over. Okay. Get over here, man. Portugal is amazing. <laughs> all right, guys. This has been a great right. chat. Um, Loved hearing the insights. Thank you for your time, Rex. We really appreciate it. And I have zero doubt uh, on your journey to Big Fish. We'll have you back on again to talk all things Big Fish. And things well, I'm not done with Rex yet. He's coming back on. Yeah. The email's coming right after this. Where I'm like, I got yeah. a couple more things we're talking about. Sir. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. Thank you.